All right. Well, hey, welcome back, everybody. I don't know what day of the week it's going to be when we air this, so I'm just going to say welcome back. I'm excited to have everybody here. I have a gentleman on the line today that I have a lot of respect and admiration for who's built just something so damn unique and special. And I am so excited to talk to him. So I'll tell us who you are, pretty please, and tell me your Instagram handle. And then we'll jump uh, right into it. <laughs> sure. Solzo Manowitz. Instagram handle is Scotch Minis. Uh, the name is what it is. Well, not exclusively, but uh, I happen to have a, a decent collection of those little bottles you see on the airlines, those miniature Scotch bottles. Uh, presently, I've got over 3,000 different single malt Scotch miniatures. From uh, Saul, I'm I'm always just in awe when I see the pictures and, and the passion and everything. Let's go back down. Uh, let's go in. Let's go back in history. How did this whole thing start? Uh, the the collection started from my father traveling as a businessman, uh, and I I remember clearly the two bottles he came back from a trip, and they sat on my dresser for a while. It was uh, back in the day. A uh, Cuddy Sark miniature and a <laughs> JMB miniature. And oh, JMB is what we drank. JMB yep. was a South African, you know, I'm born and raised in South Africa and Scotch growing up, it was JMB or Johnny Walker Blue. And Johnny yep. Walker Blue was for weddings and bar mitzvahs and JMB was for every day. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so there were JMB mini. What, and what, go, what, what year are you, are you talking with your I'm dad traveling in those about, days? Uh, I hate to date myself Go. whatever this the, he brought those back to me probably in the 1980s i i couldn't get pinpoint the exact year but it was definitely that long ago uh took okay a while, so you see this pardon me okay so you see the so so this is part of your history your dad yeah. brings them back and then now run with it what happens <laughs> uh it sat for a while and then just i i don't i couldn't even give you a date hey you know maybe a couple more would uh would you know look fine next to these and i started looking after them collecting going to shops going to shows yes there's a show for everything out there in the world uh and i wasn't exclusively collecting uh, scotch at that time it was anything and the collection grew and grew till the, there was actually no room so at some point i i figured i had to specialize and i i chose scotch spe specifically single malt scotch and uh I just uh, focused on and, that. I don't, I don't so, even remember so what I did with the others. So, and, but you're talking about so the '80s. Your your spark. When did you start going to the shows? Shows probably mid late '90s. There was a couple of New York shows. There was definitely Pennsylvania shows, and um, I'm trying to remember where else. Uh, not that many. Uh, yeah, in the United States. Uh, those were basically there were two main shows uh, and that really opened the avenues for me meeting a lot other collectors and uh, different uh, venues of how to find these guys. And honestly speaking, we're living in a different world now. International shipping was obviously substantially different back then, you know, uh, back to what, 20, 30 years ago, no issues. Of, of you know taxes whatever and I, I was able to buy stuff online at different places and to different collectors and shipping was, was an ease and uh, it just uh 
by, by the early two thousand, about 20 years ago, it just, it exploded that I, it was already uh, over a couple of thousand bottles. And uh, then I, I picked up auctions. I don't have to tell you about that, Gavin, you know about whiskey auctions. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's now gravitated to a point of specific what I'm looking for. You know, when you have the standards, you're looking for the higher end stuff and Unfortunately, not that many distilleries are still producing new stuff. So it's so here it's you are. So in the in the nineties, this in the eighties and nineties, even early two thousands, it was common practice for a whiskey distillery to release the minis upon a release of the whiskey, right? Ab absolutely. Uh, and that was they for were banging purposes? them out like crazy, crazy. And, so and, were, and and it was to be sent for press and and just to be handed out as a taster of. Of what's I, going on because I, because I, I want I to mean, stop the, for the, one second. I want to stop for one second. In the nineties, I mean, there wasn't a tremendous demand for a huge array of whiskey. So, like what you're sitting on in the minis, there must be tons of them because you know, like it hasn't really hit yet. Scotch single malts are just starting. Dalmore's coming in. There's a bunch of distilleries that have been around forever, but nobody really wanted them. I mean, they were just like local distilleries in town correct. in Scotland where you drank from. A thousand percent. You nailed absolutely correct. And made, so you're that picking was these up for nothing. It out. You're picking it up for nothing, right? Because here you are yeah. in Pennsylvania and <laughs> New York. And these guys are just, these guys could have been, you know, oh, one degree of separation from the sales guy that had a whole case sitting in his garage. And they're like, dude, any money is better than no money. <laughs> a thousand percent. thousand percent. There, there were oh, some man. independent bottlers that were putting out miniatures. I mean, big companies. You're talking about Signatory, um, mm -hmm. uh, Cadenheads, crazy amounts of, I mean, crazy amount of mints. And and and, and, like, and these are these are high end mints. This is not your absolute, average. Oh, yeah, you juice. This is twenty seven year old, thirty five year old. And, yeah, yeah. Go, walk walk me through that because you you're walking around obviously you walk into these things i would imagine um like you were saying you hadn't started to cull the herd you were still just buying on mass so was it like more like a financial side of it like hey i'm gonna walk in i'm gonna spend three hundred dollars and i'm gonna get as much as i can for three hundred dollars or at that and i'm talking about the 90s yeah or was uh, it like hey i want to i want to i want to for my three hundred dollars i want to get a bunch of specific stuff no, yeah, the first part, one hundred percent. I my knowledge was minimal in it. I, I had no idea of the value of the things I was getting. Uh, I honestly speaking, I you know I hate to admit it, but it's the truth. I was late on McAllen in the sense McAllen is gold. I don't have to tell you that everybody knows yeah. that. But the amount of minis that you could have gotten back then, you know, I, I uh, let a lot pass through me. I not understanding it, you know, back in those days the value of that, but it was just trying to get as many as I can without any specific search of a, of a year or any specific distillery. So this is the nineties. You've got this little hobby. You go around, you cruise, you have a budget. You, you're, you're, you're basically just collecting mass as much yes. as you can. When was the, when, in that period, did you ever go, holy shit, I can't believe this is, this is something pretty amazing that I got my hands on, or it didn't matter. It was more about quantity. It mostly didn't matter. Every now and then, either from another friend that somebody pointed out, oh, you, 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 do you see what you got there? You know, and and it didn't sink in, but uh, 
<laughs> eventually it did. But you, I, you know, I, I got educated from different people over the years and I realized, you know, to start pursuing the value look, obviously for, for a great deal, but um, that, that was later on. And, and, and you're pretty much an early adopter, meaning like you, you, this group of individuals that you're part of, you guys know what's going on, but everyone else doesn't really know what's going on. Like you guys have got your ear to the ground and the rest of them are like a older version of you. They're just buying as much as they can for 300 bucks. Correct. So once yeah. you, so once you, what was the first focus when you decided to focus, what brand was that that you decided to like laser uh, in on? Uh, Glenn Roth's easily. Um, I don't remember because I think a couple of friends, uh, we got into a couple of their vintage, a friend of mine, it's a great story. Uh, it was a, one of their first, I think a 1979 release. I'm talking about full size bottle and a, friend, a couple of <laughs> yep. friends, we found it over here and we fell in love with it. Probably my first better, uh, whiskey that, uh, I, I really got into. And, let me hold you there for one second. Cause we sure. have similar upbringings. What, when you started drinking whiskey, what were you drinking personally? Oh, uh, my dad was generous. <laughs> on, <laughs> on, I, I started with the uh, standard Glenfiddich 12, you know, you know, probably Shivas before that. You know, that's what yep, everyone drank. Blended. I mean, I, 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 you know, I was talking to uh, Pat the other day about this and he's like, man, it was all blended. 80s and 90s was blended. Yeah, yeah. You know, like there was no single malt. He's like, that was crazy. When Patterson came on the scene with Dalmore, people were like, what are you doing, dude? Like, wait, what? Like, well, I don't want just this, what, a single malt? I like blends. So, okay, so you're drinking Shivers, you're drinking Fiddick. Right. Um, maybe, maybe a little Johnny Walker mixed in, but they're yeah, kind of probably. early. Like <laughs> Johnny, yeah, Johnny Walker, Black, Red, I'm sure. Uh, it yeah. was ready later on, you know, <clears throat> I, I've gone out of my house, out of my father's house already, married. And friends, when I first, you know, dabbled into this, uh, you know, single malt, better uh, scotches, in my opinion. And this mm -hmm. Glen Ross that I mentioned, the 79, uh, honest to God, my friend and his brother bought up every single bottle they can get their hands on in the United States. I forgot how many. It was about 40 cases. <laughs> and um, I have one bottle left. God willing, next week, Thursday, that last bottle is going to be uh, drank at, at my daughter's wedding. Oh, so, my God. Uh, that's amazing. Yeah, that's I mean, uh, I look at, very like, sentimental you had a similar, bottle. You had a similar experience to me where you had an experience and it gave you focus. Like when I first tried that Yamazaki sherry cask, right. I knew Suntory made something special. And I'm going to build the kids' college fund around there Suntory. <laughs> there you go. And, and so, so, so Glenn Ross was your first, and, and obviously Glenn Ross is, is fabled for just amazing vintages. Yeah. Like just, I mean, insane, you know, this beautiful, a beautiful part of whiskey history that I like to talk about where the people that were working at those distilleries had no cell phone, no email. They came to work eight to five, Monday through Friday. They left with some, uh, they left with some factory whiskey, distillery whiskey that they could take to go home. Um, but like they were just happy. There was no distraction. They put that stuff in the barrel. The, 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 the financial powers that be were not pushing them to make too much because nobody wanted it. Right. <laughs> like, it was just like There was no need to go make, you know, to bottle 18,000 cases because they had a hard time selling 2,000 cases. Absolutely. So they just left <laughs> the stuff in the barrel to vintage. Okay. Yeah. So Glenn Ross, 
So, so, so with Glenn Ross, now you decide to focus. What does that look like? What are you going to do now when um, you have that focus? I started checking online. I, I don't remember how I found the first one, you know, the same shape bottle. They put out mini, a little different than the standard mini is, the standard mini is 50 mil or 5CL. They put out these, what they call double doubles, 100 mil. And there was, oh, I remember wow. the company clearly, uh, Lock Fine Whiskies someplace. Uh, I, I forgot where in Scotland they are, but they started putting out sampler sets of Glen Ross. And I freaked out when I saw them and I started buying them up. And uh, I just fell in love with it because I love this bottle, the 79. I started going after their miniatures and uh, that, that was clearly my, my first passion in the, you know, in a focused way. And uh, today- do you, believe... do you have a mini of that 79? No. A great no. story it was a post a couple of years ago. They never did a 79, or I thought I didn't. And then one popped up on an auction, a trade sample of 79. I think I may have seen one somewhere else. And I I was ready to go all out to get my hands on it. But apparently someone was willing to go even further. It ended up okay. going on <laughs> auction. Go it went for, I believe... Uh, I think it was nine fifty or a thousand uh, pounds, British pounds. Wow! Uh, and now, just so, just so you, just so my listeners understand, when you buy on auction for a thousand pounds, there's also a hammer fee, which is a little fee for the auction house. Right. Then there's shipping and insurance. I mean, you could be forty percent value by the time Correct. you're done to get this thing out of here. You know, so uh, you think you're going in for a thousand, you're leaving with fourteen hundred. Correct. Like, wait, 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 what? I could have bought more bottles. <laughs> you know, like, I mean, I, I just got some stuff from the last auction and, you know, the stuff that ships from London is cheaper than the stuff that ships from the EU. So now I'm like, yeah, I'm not buying yeah, these whiskeys yeah. on the EU anymore. It's We're too talking much. the it same language. Long. Yeah, it. it's silly. Okay, so Glenn, so Glenn Ross, you dabble into how many bottles of Glenn Ross minis do you have? I have, I didn't count it exactly. I have over 75 different ones. I believe other than that one trade sample, uh, nobody has every bottle that I have. I know the guy, I know the guy that got it. He's got a- What is, what's, what was the total release? Like of, in that world of Glenn Ross, I mean, were there 76 of them? Were there 80 of them? Like no, how many I, I did believe they... there was no more than the 75 or so that I have. So you've the vertical, other than the one that's gotten away from you, the vertical. The, I think that one, there may have been another version of that 79. I've got every single one they've done. And you don't like, I'm not, I'm not looking for you to disclose the total value of those. I'm more looking like if you put in $10 to buy all 75, is that 10 worth a hundred now? Or is it worth 200? No, it's, you know, distilleries are distilleries it's got to be a desire the out of the glen roths there are very few that are that i have high value it's just i i can't you know it is what it is it's you know it's what people want or they don't want um well it was also a passion it was a total in total it's let's say maybe double what i put in okay total but that's including the special ones which which obviously are weighted heavier because you know they have higher resale value. Yeah. Okay. So now Glenn Ross, you've kind of like you've gone down that rabbit hole. Now you've got to keep calling the herd. Who comes next in, in line? Who do you decide well, that who, who comes? There's go no for? question. The big boys right? And and <laughs> the total fat 
the total focus, McAllen. Uh, I I went all in and um and what year school. are we talking? Like for you going late? Like, what, what, uh, I mean, my focus on that probably early two thousands. Uh, I got again. I, I missed the boat on it. I just didn't understand the at the time the fine and rear series. They put it. I don't. I don't remember what year. I early two thousands. They put it out. I I bought some from what's whiskey exchange in London, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and I I just I should have done better <laughs> so give me a walk with 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 the listeners give me an example of what that when what's an what, like give me a year and what they were going uh, for I, back I then bought, on whiskey exchange i bought on the fine and rear mccallan i bought from 1964 through 1972 i think that's all they had that was the last year they had available at that time uh i don't think any of them at the time uh, cost more than maybe a hundred, 150 pounds tops. You can't get any one of those for less than a thousand pounds. And that's a low end. The, the, the price on them are, is crazy, crazy. But look at that period in time, 1964 through 1972. Yeah. I mean, well-deserved, but nobody saw it. Like no, no, nobody Correct. did. I mean, you know, I remember when I start, when I when I jumped from Suntory to start grabbing other stuff. I went. I was seeing McAllen twenty fives for like a thousand bucks, gathering dust on the shelf, like literally just dusty yep. as hell. You know, and I'm like, man, like, and that was a lot of money. You're like, whoa, that's a lot of money <laughs> to spend. And now you, you know, you look in hindsight, you're like, oh god, like, no, that's not a lot. And like, ooh, you know, who would have known? Okay, so you got McAllen. What's your most as far as your um, McAllen collection? What's your most prized in that one? It, out of the in the fine and rear, um, yeah, the sixty-five for some reason just uh, clicks me. It's not my birth year, but it just uh, there was something about have it. You, I, I don't have you at the time. have you been fortunate over the years all to try any of the stuff with yes, with the brand? I, I have. Uh, <laughs> I, I developed a a relationship with one of the McAllen. Uh, ambassadors here uh which is the only reason i got on to uh instagram or I'd be more than happy to share that with you <laughs> yeah good old nicholas good old nicholas uh what a wonderful person i, I just i, I don't get i'll yeah, never i mean great I, i've never seen the the graciousness of edrington um that nicholas created like yep. I remember, I you know, obviously you living, you know, in, you know, closer to them in New York and me flying out from the West Coast, I would just message him, hey, I'm coming in town. And even if he was busy, he's like, I've arranged something special for you. He's, uh, that, you know, that, that, that you know, they, just, they, broke, the a, really, they broke the mold after that, after him. <laughs> very, 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 very hard. And, and, and listen, you're also talking about. <clears throat> the last, you know, seven, eight years where yeah. obviously Instagram became a thing. And, um, and, and, and a lot of, you know, a lot of these whiskey and brand ambassadors do not have social media presences. That's just not what they do. They, they're, right. you know, they come out and do it. Um, so they, so I felt like he saw the potential to um, extend McAllen's knowledge by enjoying time with people that, you know, who were more socially available on Absolute, social media. Absolutely. Well, well said. You know, and, and, and there's not many, like I, I know, you know, I, I always say to some of these distilleries when I work with them, I'm like, man, like if you're, 
if your guys just did a better job, you would have more people knowing about the brand on social. Like you're your right. guys, like, you know, they, 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 they hardly ever post. When they post, it's like just the generic post that they got emailed to do by the company. Like, hey, everybody put this up on your social media today. And I'm like, man, like social media just gives you this great opportunity to educate and share knowledge. Like, why would yeah. you not be doing that if you're uh, the yeah. brand ambassador? At Gavin, absolutely. Yeah. Very hard to understand at times. You, you know, know I, it's I, like, I, you, you. I don't understand. Like, why would you go do 25 events in the same bar in New York where you could literally actually just do stuff online and the whole world could be engaged instead of the yep. 20 people in that same bar in the same room every single time? Yep. <laughs> All right. Well, we digress. So now you have, so, so now you're more focused and you've got, you know, McAllen, you've got Glenn Ross. What, like, in the last seven, eight years, other than the price going super crazy, you know, obviously every, one, once the secret was out, the secret was out, <laughs> and we couldn't put it back underneath. I mean, I remember, you know, so, so you going back auctions probably longer than I have, but, like, when I yeah. first started, nobody was going on whiskey auction. <laughs> they were like, are you crazy? Why would you pay all the shipping? And I'm like, because the whiskey's cheap and you can get really good whiskey. Because no one's buying it? Yeah, that's why you do it. Yep. And now the prices <laughs> are are silly. Um, when you look at the coolest thing you've got today, because of, as Scotch Minis, and because of your collection, what's the coolest thing you've got today? Well, clearly, which is part of the Nicholas story, is from McAllen, the edition series. Very limited who they gave it out to. And when I just started my Instagram account, I randomly reached out. I don't even remember how I got directed to, to Nicholas. And I just, hey, you know, uh, any chance you have any of these around? And it's, I, <laughs> I'm a little older than you, Gavin. So, you know, my uh, social skills were somewhat lacking. And I, I sent him the message. I, I private messaged him. And I think I was away for a weekend somewhere. And I didn't realize he responded back till about a week later. Yeah, sure. I can give me an address. I'll send it to you. It blew me away when I saw that. And from that, I developed a relationship with him. He just, a, a beautiful kid. It was the edition number really three, is. the yellow one. And he got me. Was that the one that I, was that the one I gave away? On no, media? you gave away the, the five. We'll talk five. about this. Oh, my, God. <laughs> <laughs> oh uh, man. Yeah. Okay. So, so, so here you are now. We're 2020, 20, you know, you have this phenomenal collection you still have the passion and the drive. Like what, like what wakes you up every morning still to be excited doing what you're doing with this Anything passion new. project? I, I'm, I always, I'm always looking for something new. And, you know, uh, tr I, I, I appreciate it when I, I hear from a distillery, you know, you try to reach out and it's not always successful, you know. Um, but I've gotten sent stuff, which that's, you know, yes, what, what's cool. That that's cool. When, when a distillery will send you some, something new, it, not many of them do for me specifically, but, and I, m that biggest problem is of course being in the United States, you know, the mm -hmm. shipping becomes a hassle for them and it's just not worth it. But I, I've developed a relationship with a couple of different distilleries and different ambassadors and uh, you know, everybody likes cool free stuff. Um, uh, you know, I'm, I'm always looking well, for Well, you also there. have a voice. I mean, you know, I, I tell people, why do I get a lot of cool stuff? Number one, I think the brands realize I appreciate it. And also, you know, I love telling people about it. 
Now, over the years, I've said, like, I don't want some of the stuff and I'm not going to be rude right. about it. It just doesn't excite me. Um, I appreciate you reaching out. But, like, I, I've never seen so much graciousness on the most part, I would say, from the distilleries when you reach out. And they're like, wow, I never even knew because they don't. They're, they're so focused on sending the PR release to, you know, yep. XYZ magazine or XYZ newspaper. Like, they don't realize, like, the noise that's being made socially is not being made by a lot of people. It's being made by a select few who are passionate about what they do. Absolutely. What's the downside? What's the downside of more? What, whatever the number it is, you have a chance of getting your, your, your word out there. You know, I'm oh, hard, you know. I, 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 I beat that drum. I beat that drum. Yeah. Going like, Come on, guys, get it together. We're <laughs> here to help. We're here to build. We're here to educate. Uh, you know, you're already doing it. We're not asking for like a custom bottle being built. Right. <laughs> I'm just <laughs> telling one. you, you know, you know, sending that bottle to XYZ newspaper that, that gives you a tiny little blurb for one second in time shouldn't really be an accolade to celebrate there you <laughs> <And> go. <laughs> on that side of it. So I'll tell yeah. me, um, clock's ticking and I, I, I want to go here with you for a second. Sure. So here you go. You jump onto social media. Thanks to Nicholas. And now... It's a whole new world, right? Crazy. What an eye opener for me. I'm just, I'm a quiet reserve guy. So sort of this opened up a world for me that I can't even begin. It, every walk of life, people from all over the world. It's been such a pleasant eye opening experience. And talk about the last couple of years, getting through COVID. I just, mm -hmm. I, I can't even begin to tell you the friendships develop. It, it's it's been truly, truly amazing. Yeah, I mean, that's what I look I, You know, I obviously I came in, you know, the kids college fund. My daughter was born premature. I had no idea that this world even existed because, you know, at the end of the day, it, I always enjoyed whiskey. I enjoyed the passion, but the knowledge that I've been able to gain and the people I've gotten yeah. to meet, I would I mean, I literally go to some of these events and I walk in and I'm like, thank you, Instagram. Yeah, like, there's just no way that I would have ever been able to do this. If it wasn't for Instagram and the hard work that I put into creating that, but the relationships are mind blowing to me because like you said, there's a whole world out there. Unbelievable. Yeah. I tell people like, like if you are doing something socially in this font and you're only focusing on local, you're missing out on the whole rest of the world. <laughs> no question about it. You know, talking to these people, where do you, I mean, where are you going with this? What, what do you think you're, you're just going to keep running with it and keep collecting uh, well, and pass it down? The, the, the powers that be at Instagram have uh, come down a little hard on the Yeah, uh, on it's, my changed. Account. it's changed. But hopefully we're going to get past that. And uh, <laughs> I just, I'm, I'm happy to share and talk and meet anyone anywhere. You know, I'm still, I, I'm still into it. You know, I didn't hang it up. Uh, I, I, I'm you know, looking forward to more stuff and posting. I enjoy posting. I've had a kick posting through New York City. Um, ah. Got the idea from a couple of guys there, Scotch in the City. Yeah. Uh, they posted all over the city, and I just picked up on that. A blast. A blast just taking shots. It's, you know, it's been a big part of my well, you, 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 and, br uh, you bring up a point. Like, I, I, I don't like, you know, I, I feel like when we first got into this, you know, let's just go back seven seven years ago, there were just so many anchor Instagram accounts 
that were amazing. I mean, you bring up Scotch and City. Like, that was like an, an iconic account. And, yep. you know, like, even, even I, you know, Ellie, our boy there, you know, and it's like, they were just yeah. iconic accounts that got, they got disheartened by Instagram and they gave yeah. up. And I wanted to be like, don't be disheartened. Who cares? Keep yep. going. Like, this is fun. Like, you know, I, there's nothing better than seeing your content. It's appreciated. Like, it doesn't matter if Instagram's not appreciating it. You know, like this algorithm will do whatever the effort wants. Like, I don't care. Like, I don't get up every day for that. I get up for my followers. I there don't care go. what Instagram does. And, and I, I kind of want to shake some of these guys out and be like, come on, man. Like, I know you still love it. Like, what's it going to hurt to just, what are you drinking? You know, Ellie on a Friday night. You know, what are, you know? <laughs> yeah. So I, yep. I don't know. I'm hoping that, 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 you know, because what happened was obviously, Instagram influencing became a thing. It did you know? It became yep. something that was there was notoriety, and then everybody wanted to do it. And that's kind of you know, and and here I am, you know, like, and I'm just like, <laughs> okay, but do, are you ready to do the work that it takes to get that? And most of them know. So therefore, just have fun, have fun. And who cares? But but you know, like, oh, I got this many followers, and like, like it doesn't matter. At the end of the day, your followers are actually, they follow you because they enjoy yep. what they you create. Have great, so if you absolutely. have 193,000 or 2,000, it doesn't freaking matter. You have somebody that actually took the time out of their day to say, hey, I've got a lot of choices in the world and I chose to follow you. Great. I take that as wow. the highest commandment and accolade that you can have sitting in your house without ever seeing this person. Like it's yep. mind blowing to me. And that's why I want to like, you know, say, you know, if you, if you're sitting on an account and you're not feeling it's grown, keep going, who cares about Instagram, but keep doing it on there because people, your followers chose to follow you. They enjoy great, what you created point. and they have choices. Like don't give up and don't get sucked into the whole thing about it. It doesn't matter. Yes. Not everybody can have a ton of followers and do a bunch of cool shit. It doesn't stop you from creating content. There's a million people that are artists and photographers yep. that never get published yet. They keep doing it. So that's, that's a soapbox on that. So appreciate it. <laughs> I, I, I love, I love having you on my man. I'm so excited that I got to talk to you. I love your passion. I love Thank the history. I didn't know, you. I didn't know about your dad and, and, and the airline because it all starts somewhere. Yep. You know, like guys, guys, one thing I've learned that a common thread about it is if you are an individual that has passion, Something kicked it off. Not one person that I've spoken to ever so far has ever said, oh, I got into this because like I knew I could make a lot of money. <laughs> Not one of them. Every one of them kind yep. of said, I enjoy what I'm doing. And if I happen to have a financial outcome, that wasn't, that's the bonus round. <laughs> yep. So, I'm with you. All right, my friend. Happy Friday. Thank so you, Gavin. Thank you. Great. And, thank you so much for, for spending the time and giving me the opportunity. And I, if you're not following Scotch Minis, you're silly, 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 and you better be following because there you go. not only are the photos great, but just the ability to see uh, <laughs> time capsules of history of amazing whiskeys, truly amazing that, that I get a kick out of that nobody really wanted back then. There you go. And now they're the highly sought after. So, <laughs> Wrap your head around that. <laughs>